One, two, three, four. Spoils of Akron with Cody and Liz. Special guest Marshall, local graffiti artist. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. So. Ah. So erroneous. Welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to the Spoils of Akron podcast. My name is Cody Stanley, and I'm here with my co-host, Liz Tyron. And this is a podcast all about the art, culture, and eccentric residents of the hey, Rubber, Rubber City. City. That's Rubber right. Rubber City, USA. That's right. Did you have a good weekend? Anything Akron special to Akron that oh, you did, Cody? You know, not really. I'm trying to... Um, Acrocentric? I, I wish there was. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm in the middle of finishing my school up, and I've just been that really busy, so I haven't matter. been able to... Yeah. That's I know. So, I wish. Akron matters. Your, Next weekend, I'm doing Akron stuff. Second. Yeah. Now, Next weekend, I'll be Akron-y. Just to yeah. add something, yeah. you know, uh, my friends and I consider people from Akron, we refer to them as acronyms. Acronyms. Nice. That's yeah. interesting. I haven't heard that. By the way, who who are you? Yeah, what's your name? Uh, my <laughs> name is Marshall. Oh. Who the hell are you? Who let you in? <laughs> what's that? What's that weird voice? What are you we doing here? <laughs> I'm hanging out. Hang awesome. Out. I'm so glad. Uh, so yeah, that's perfect. Thank you for getting right into it. Yeah. Uh, this is Marshall. Marshall is a a local uh, graffiti artist, and it's really cool to have him because um, graffiti art is not the taboo art form that it used to be. No. It's yeah. widely accepted as a, the new pop culture and m- super art cool. movement. It's it's made its ranks to the fine art status. So uh, we're going to talk about that today. Um, when you started out, let's just get into it. Uh, I listened to a podcast that you suggested I listen to. Yeah. So I want to give credit to that podcast. It's called uh, Legends Thursday. Yes. And uh, that guy actually lived in Akron for a small time. Uh, I believe he was maybe right after his tattoo apprenticeship. But uh, Meaning the host yes, of the, the host. podcast? Yes, Coop. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Coop. And Oh, so you know him. Yeah. You okay. actually do know him. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I didn't even realize that. But he's, I mean, he's interviewing big, worldwide, big-time graffiti artists and, and graffiti writers, as I, I learned what you guys call yourselves. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say, like, we're best buds, but, uh, you know, <laughs> we've, we've met each other several times uh, through passing, and, um, you know, he's always been really kind to me, and, uh, you know, we've exchanged info on, you know, whatever it is is going on in the culture, so... Very cool. Well, he, um, the interview that I listened to, that you suggested I listen to, the artist's name, correct me if I'm saying it wrong, Emit? Emit, yeah. E- Emit, E-M-I-T. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I noticed one of the things um, Emit kind of credited his graffiti career, career to was his early influences and getting inspired through BMX riding as well sure. as the skateboard scene. Absolutely. From wherever he was from. Do you have early influences? How did you get into it? It's actually, uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting. My, uh, my grandmother, well, how we came to Akron to, in the beginning is uh, my grandmother used to work at the Akron Art Museum. Okay. And my dad uh, was a single father, and I have a twin brother. And he was about 24 and uh, wanted to go to college. And she said, you know, hey, you know, move to Akron. Your dad was 24, yeah. wanting to go to college, raising you guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's working at the Akron Art Museum, and she was like, hey, you know, move to Akron. I'll help you with college, you know, and I'll help you with the kids. And so we moved here. He went to Kent State. Uh, we lived over off Mole Avenue. And um, 
you know, she was only here for a couple of years, and then she uh, went on to work at the Whitney. Wow, know. in New York City. Yeah. That's wow. Incredible. So, uh, you really know, great art, art museum. Absolutely, and uh, you know, this was in the '80s, so we'd go spend our summers in the city, and um, you know, we'd uh, go through Times Square to go go to uh, go to the museum and hang out all day while she was working, and. In the 80s, Times Square is nothing like it was now. It's not Disneyland. It was all porno theaters and bums and smelled like piss and, and just a ton of graffiti. And so I, I found myself every day in a museum surrounded by awesome artwork. But, you know, we walked to and from the subway station. I'd see all this graffiti and I'd be like, you know, and I was like five. And But I'd like question like, man, how did these guys do that? Did they get permission to do that? And, you know, I was just really moved by it. And it was sort of the tail end of the uh, graffiti movement as far as the subways were going. So it was like kind of moving out to the street. So there was like a lot of street graffiti. And I was just like, man, I want to do that someday. And that was just like in the back of my mind. And then uh, I grew up for a small time in uh, Southern California. And it just seemed like everybody was like, you know, tagging, I guess, you know, the, the term tag is like your signature, you know. Mm -hmm. So something you would just do like, you know, one line or whatever. But, um, you know, everybody had a tag, you know, there's like a lot of, you know, Mexicans, a lot of gangs, you know, just everybody was tagging. So I had a tag just like everybody else. It wasn't really a big thing. And then um, it was just totally commonplace for people yeah, your age. Dime a dozen, you know. And, um, you know, I, I did hang out with some skaters and some BMXers, but uh, I got into uh, to hip hop. I started break dancing. OK. And so through that, you know, you kind of when you start learning the history of hip-hop you know you learn like all the elements which is you know b-boying or breakdancing and then emceeing or rapping and DJing and then graffiti huh. and so I uh you know I tried you know rapping I do that a little bit and uh I've you know. seen you I've seen you battle rap <laughs> yeah. no really it sounds yeah. like what you battle rap here in Akron no I've seen it it's real deal and you are like crazy good. Like I was like, okay, let's go see this. This will be cute. One yeah. one. I was just like, oh, I didn't know what cute. to do. <laughs> that's just kind of cute. No, no but I, I think I didn't expect it to be as hardcore and awesome as it was. I mean, it was. I, I almost thought like because we're here in Akron that you know it wouldn't live up to what you would expect it to be in some place like California Absolutely. or in a huge, huge city, right? York, right? So yeah. that's you know I use the term cute very loosely, but in no. my head I was like that I was thinking it would be like a version of that, right? But it was maybe like a watered down version, yeah. Right? You it was no, no the, the it battle, was the totally battle rap scene in Akron is like really, really huge actually. Um, I was blown. That's I was really blown interesting away. to me. I had no idea. Is it like an eight mile sort of thing, or is it like? Uh, well, I guess I mean like that style of a uh, eight mile battle which would be like over beats okay. tournament style uh -huh. bracket is like kind of the thing of the past so okay. like the new thing is like it's all acapella there's no beat hmm. you know who you're battling months ahead of time so you have time to do research oh and the rounds are like you know two or three minutes so you have three rounds they're all like two or three minutes so it's like basically writing and performing like three songs you know that's really cool yeah it is it, I, you know and um you know, and I, I got to credit my twin brother, you know, like he's probably my biggest inspiration for uh, breakdancing, uh, battle rapping and graffiti. But uh, he was into it first and he was like, and that's Jeff. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you got to you got to check this shit out, man. You got to do this. And uh, so I went to some of his battles and um, I had battled that the eight mile style you uh, know, oh, over okay. a beat 
suit uh, against the uh, owner of the Ohio Battle Rap League, which is here in Akron. Oh. And he was also battling at the uh, Grind Time event, which is the new acapella style uh-huh. in Pittsburgh. And he was like, came up to me, he was like, yo, didn't I, you know, battle you at uh, Annabelle's uh, Ill Style Battle? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, you should come down and uh, battle at one of our events. And so I did. And the first time I just like straight, you know, it's called a body bag in the battle rap world where you three Oh somebody, you know, you beat them all three rounds. Um, and I body bagged him and, uh, like he never battled since. And I was just like, wow, this is, (laughs) you know, there's really nothing more exhilarating than like standing in front of another grown man and screaming insults to his face. That's really interesting. (laughs) And you you guys respect each other for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there was one time I was like in, uh, I went and battled in uh, Denver, Colorado, and uh, this guy, he was like a blood member, and I was like, you know, insulting him and his gang, and like all of his like, blood, you know, gang member homies <laughs> were all like trying to like talk shit and fuck me up afterwards, but like he like pulled me aside, he was like, yo, you know, screw those guys, I appreciate you like traveling from Ohio and giving me a shot, you know, because he was just kind of starting out, he's like, yo, come back to my house after this and let's hang out, and you know. We went back there and, you know, we had a great time, you know, and he, you know, he respected me. Although his friends might, you know, I'm like, how are you going to get mad at me for talking about his gang when this guy's just talking about killing my children? You know what I mean? And calling them by name, you know? Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know. Well, that's what I, I mean, when I, when I said cute, it was intentionally, honestly insulting. No, No, it was for real. That's how I meant it. Like, oh, we'll go see this. This will be cute. And that's like, you know, like intentionally like yeah i wasn't thinking it was going to be anything like like it was and, yeah. but that's what i'm saying like it was quality i was very impressed and like wow and you were it, the flow was so seamless yeah that i just i was it was like professional level if, hmm. and i'd never been to a live battle rap before yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I can't I, imagine that it gets any better than that and i was like this is right here in this city it was in a, a public uh bar i mean it wasn't like a hidden something right. under, underground it, right, where right, was right, it right. in the was back that, uh, that one was at Palos. okay on, yeah in the back I of Palos. cedar or no exchange. it was on exchange. Yeah, exchange so i was i was impressed by that but it's like your graffiti um, work. It's it's one of those things where there's some artists who can just like scribble on a wall with some spray paint, tag if you will, mm-hmm. uh, their name and just kind of like have that claim to that little spot. But what you do is very polished. You can tell there's years of experience behind it. Uh, talk about how the city has even recognized that and hired you for several public uh demonstrations and and different works you've worked with other artists yeah i mean it's it's like one of those things like i I feel like it's kind of like toting the line um you know i've i've worked for uh i've done well work with i would like to say uh with uh akron public library we um you know we taught a a hip-hop workshop there and uh i uh i guess spearheaded the graffiti portion of it and we were working with uh kids school-age kids elementary I mean, I guess there was still some, like, junior high, maybe some high school kids, but mostly younger, um, teaching them, you know, just the history, you know, because I, I feel like that's a big part of it is knowing where the culture comes from. So we did a lot, large portion of history and then teaching them the basics and then, you know, kind of bringing in the other elements like doing characters and, and backgrounds and just uh, some techniques. We didn't meaning, get... meaning the drawing of characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cartoon characters, things like that. Absolutely. That or, kids or can doing relate your own. to. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's it's still cool. Like if I was to go, you know, paint something now and I did a Mickey Mouse character next to it, like 
people would think that's cool. I would think it's cool. You know, yeah. I've seen the inside of your garage. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know how cool you can make those characters. Uh, that was well, that was Garfield. There yeah, was a few in there. Right. Yeah, but There's no, more than the one. Pink Panther. Yeah, right, yeah. Pink yeah. Panther was yeah. in there. So. You've taught at the library. They had actual uh, classes organized for you and, and other, you know, hip hop uh, experts in the area and things like that mm -hmm. to teach these kids about the history of that art and how they can be inspired to do something cool with it. You've also worked with a, a local artist named Todd V. Yes, uh, Todd V. We, uh, you know, and that was in uh, in Hudson. It wasn't in Akron, but it's still Summit County. No, 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 totally. Yeah, greater Akron. You're, in, you're both Akron artists. Sure. And that's and uh, Greater you know, he he had me come out and we I did a live painting expo. You know, they built a makeshift wall. And, and this I, was uh, called Hearts. The Heart Walk of Hudson. Got it. And that was really fun. I mean, it was it was interesting. You see these older uh, couples, and by older, I mean you know, sixty plus. I mean, mm -hmm. that's not too much older, but then. And me, how did they how did they take to what you were doing? Well, they kind of came up, and you know, I just remember this one couple. You know, and they were you know, I had a nice white oxford shirt and a navy blue uh sport coat on and, and she was wearing a nice dress and they're like did you did you go to the inner city and and learn with the people who paint under the bridges and stuff like that and i'm like the yeah. people the people i am the people who paint under the bridges <laughs> <laughs> they, i've dedicated my life you're to like this. actually they learned from me yeah <laughs> I teach classes now at the library, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so we did that, and then, uh, you know, every summer, and probably, again, this summer, uh, I do work with, uh, the group is called Keepers of the Art, and they always do the uh, old school hip hop showcase that's at Lock 3, and I always do a live uh, painting uh, exhibition there. Um, you know, and they're always, you know, not something personally for me it's something for them so when KRS one was there and it was the 20th anniversary of the stop the violence movement in hip-hop I did a stop the violence piece and you know we just happened upon you one time when you were doing that Jason when I and I were just out bike riding like we do in the summer around downtown and we often head towards the canal sure. the towpath behind the mm -hmm. stadium and that area every spring I like to go see the uh, the geese and the ducks and watch them grow throughout the summer it's a thing and i've done work for <laughs> urban eats and i painted their food truck one year it's totally too. true oh. so yeah so it's yeah you're right it was probably that same year even if not the year after i think but maybe the year after so we were just yeah. bike riding and saw you it seemed like you were getting things prepped for it because there was it wasn't like the event was going on at that point no yeah so do you do part of it ahead of time for the lock three event and then finish during it so that people can watch you do it or is uh, it ready ready and displayed no, i mean you know they you know I feel very fortunate when I work with them. I mean, they do, uh, you know, give me a little bit of money, you know, and that's, it's more of a labor of love thing. So, you know, a little extra coin is not like a bad thing, but, um, you know, they get Lowe's to uh, sponsor the event. So they get me free paint, they get me free entry and they get me the material. So, but I have to build the wall. So I'll go there, I'll build mm -hmm. the wall. I might like sketch some things out and then I'll just kind of go hang out, maybe grab a bite to eat at, at the Lockview or something close by, wait for the event to get going and then finish the, you know, the main part of the piece while people are around so people can see right. it. Right. You know? So you get it kind of prepped and that way they can actually see the process, yeah, the process. that they're going to understand. Exactly. The part they're going to really exactly. get into. Exactly. And, you know, and it's, you know, you get all these, you but know. But it's not just a fly off, you know, flying by the seat of your pants just you know, something ran like there's planning, like you said. That's what sure. I'm trying to convey is that like there's sure thought, they always they always want to sketch plan. ahead of time. Yeah, and yeah. You, you 
are a very capable artist. Uh, you're able to draw. You you have a vision. You have it in mind. It's not an accident. I actually think I can't draw at all. I could paint better than I can draw. I think that's just because I know the tool better. You okay. know? I, I feel like I, I need to take some drawing classes. But, but I've, I seen think you, I've seen there. you doodle and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I doodle. I do doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I doodle. And you're right. When we had um, the food truck, food mm -hmm. cart, really, is what it was. Uh, that was at Lock 4. Right, for mm -hmm. Lock 4, for the beginning of the uh, Lock Bottom Jazz Festival, right, right, that they do in the summer, mm -hmm. we thought it would be very fitting and very cool for you to do that trailer up for us and make it look awesome. And I have such cool pictures of you. Because it was, it was, uh, it was 4th the 4th of, of July. July. <laughs> right, and the fireworks are going on. There, oh. there are pictures of him graffitiing up that trailer for us, making it look, you know, he was putting Urban Eats and, like, graffiti uh -huh. letters up top. And we asked for, like, because it was a jazz festival, mm -hmm. we, want, we wanted him to incorporate some blues in terms of coloring and some stars. Yeah, and some, so he's doing that up. And, yeah, yeah, bricks, wow. right? Yep, he put bricks on it. And then there's fireworks going off in the sky behind him. And we have such cool shots we'll of that. We'll have to see if we can find a picture of that. Yeah. I've got them somewhere. Uh, yeah, they're I think they're I, on social media and yeah. stuff if you want to go way back. And I, I think the really, really cool thing about that whole experience was that, uh, you know, my kid, That was the first my, time I met you. I don't, I don't know about that. I think it was. But my kids were there watching. Because Steve, Steve set it up, and yeah. Jason knew you, but I, I, cause right. I remember meeting you. and Yeah. But uh, my kids were there watching the fireworks, and my yeah. kids don't often get to see me paint. I do show them finished products a lot, you know, because I do things that they inspire me to do sometimes. But, uh, you know, they got to see me actually paint there, you know, with Aww. the fireworks and stuff. So I thought that was really special, not only to, you know, work with you guys. You guys are great to me, but, uh, you know, also so my kids could see me. You know? No, because I do, yeah, I, I know I met Bella that night. Right. Your beautiful little girl. Mm -hmm. Thank uh, you. So I, I wanted to say I met you too, but maybe we had met before that. But if not right. too far behind. But uh, yeah, it's such a cool thing on the Fourth of July for them to see the fireworks and their dad doing his art. I think yeah. that's something kids really yeah. get into when they see their parents creating something, and and get that appreciation. Yeah. So I mean, so from there through the hip hop, uh, through my grandmother working in New York City, you know, it kind of it kind of went from there, and then uh, you know, I got to the point where I was in my late teens, early twenties, and uh, you know. I was like, hey, you know, I've never really been super serious about anything in my life. I'm going to get serious about this graffiti thing, you yep. know, and from there, it just, uh, you know, and it, I just, I just went off, you know, and I, I, you know, dedicate my life to it. And it's like one of those things, like when, once you start doing something like that, you know, or any type of hobby within a subculture you know you start to train your mind to like think about it like it's almost like the terminator vision like you're scanning everything like mm -hmm. oh this would be a good place to put something or you know what i mean this would be a good place to paint yeah. or you know right that's what Emit said in the interview that uh when he relocated at one point to colorado he thought he was done with graffitiing for a while and wanted to sort of change his interests and he's like on the contrary i got so inspired by looking mm -hmm. at new spaces and all i could think was what i could do with these new canvases if you will yeah and um he he talks about the trains. He calls mm -hmm. them fr the freights. Yeah, uh, freight I know. You, I know you've done that extensively. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ta can you talk specifically about that? Do you do it at night? How does that work? Uh, well, I'm not going to get into some super, you know, like details. <laughs> you know, because I, uh, you know, I still try to paint quite a bit. But um, you know, I I travel around uh, to paint trains. Um, sometimes I keep track. Last year I kept track, like. You know, every few years I'll be like, all right, this is a numbers year. So last year I did 311. My goal was 250. 
Um, so so after, you keep track every year of how many? Not every year, but you know, like no, every, but I didn't know that was a thing. Like you, yeah. keep, you try to keep track of approximately how many you've done in a given year. Yeah, I had a calendar, and I, you know, I'd write write down like, okay, went out this night, I painted this this boxcar, this hopper, this gondola, huh. or whatever, and uh, you know. So after 250, it was like the bonus stage, you know what I mean? So, but you know, sometimes depending, it's depending on the spot, you know, uh, is it, is it cool to go there during the day, you know, mostly at night, um, you know, when you're going at night, you know, you kind of approach it differently. So you'll bring like a super light colored outline with first, you'll think, you know, and then you'll put your color scheme up, but you'll leave enough of the, you know, light color so you can see where the outline is, you know, and then, you know, the, the, the thing about graffiti is, is a lot of people like say it's like, oh, graffiti art. I think it's more of a trade, you know? So like if somebody teaches you the process, you know, so you always like what I consider like work from background to foreground. So it's like, you know, you do your sketch and then you start working on the background, 3D, fill, outline, and then you start putting the highlights in and then, you know, the outer outline or the border, which may pop out of the train. And, and do you travel up quite a bit and, and do this? I know you said you've done it and I know you've traveled to different states and things like that, but yeah. do, you, do you travel specifically for the sake of doing... Spraycation. There you go. That's what I call it, spraycation. <laughs> like, is it one of those things that's where cool. when you travel, you just happen to be traveling and then you do it? Or do nah, you actually take trips to do yeah. it? Yeah, it's more of a take, taking trips type of thing. You know, I like, you know, I hate to, you know use the term you know you'll have to excuse my french but i don't like to uh shit where i eat mm -hmm. so i i try not to do a cody, lot cody do you like to do that <laughs> <laughs> not particularly i try not to do no, understood you don't a want a lot of graffiti in the town that i live in right you know i mean although uh you know it is my hobby but it, it's still a crime you know and mm -hmm. you know i'm in my 30s which is know. exciting to people though it's got that because it adds edge to it and yeah. here we are there's this really cool juxtaposition of art that is criminal on one hand but mm -hmm. totally respected and appreciated on the other and there's artists like banksy and, mm -hmm. and shepherd fairy and sure. mike giant who have taken it to that ultra high level yeah where people are now paying millions of dollars for their pieces and that's the stuff they started out doing yeah and i don't think any of those guys like intended that to happen of course you know not I mean? no like, i'm sure they couldn't even have dreamt i mean if the opportunity came across my plate like sure i would jump at it you know i mean depending on like how much i'm selling my soul for it you know i mean <laughs> seriously i mean i you know I've, I've made a little money off of uh, graffiti but it's not something that i'm like seeking out i mean i would love to if it was lucrative enough where i could quit my job i would do it today but you know i have a job and it's not uh fulfilling or satisfying so uh, you know like i gotta go out and you make know, sure you get do, that fulfillment yeah you know you gotta something creative you gotta let that steam out you know have that carburetor in life that just kind of you know makes it all balance out you know because mm -hmm. paying the bills is one thing but also like making it through life is another i feel like so hmm. do you ever think about creating a brand i know those guys now all have you know brands associated with sure. them I've never really like thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. um, you but know, do you I, consider that selling out? Well, I know you kind of just explained a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like selling out because, I mean, if you can make you know a living off of your passion, you right. know, why be stubborn, right? And, and, and people are willing to buy. You know what I mean? I, I think that you know, 
I think it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I think that there's people that go and do it with the wrong intention, you know, and are like, hey, I want to capitalize on this movement that's becoming popular, you know, but they didn't put it in the groundwork. They weren't like out there at night, every night, painting, getting arrested, you know, sacrificing their relationships or, you know, I mean, And that makes a huge difference. Yeah, there's a whole bag that comes Paying with it. Paying your dues. Mm -hmm, exactly, exactly. Well, what do you have coming up this summer, if anything, that you could, that people could actually come see you do or? Sure, I mean, I, I'll be at the, the Keepers of the Art event um, with the old school hip hop thing in, in Lock 3, that's usually on Labor Day weekend. I'll be painting there. I'm currently working on some other projects and I don't want to like really talk too much about them because they're not locked in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I don't want to like jinx myself. But uh, I'm hoping to uh, have some other things go on here in Akron. Um, well, that's you know. cool. If and when it happens and you want us to announce it on sure. one of our episodes, I would, I would we always that. talk events at the end. Is there anything um, that you want to talk about in regards to what you do or what you've done that we didn't touch upon today that you want to make sure gets into the ears of our listeners in terms of explaining what you do, the culture, the subculture? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, th I really think the main thing is, is uh, you know, especially the way that the Europeans view it. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, graffiti, it's damage and, you know, vandalism and stuff like that. I mean, the bottom line is it's a coat of paint, you know, that covers it. And, you know, if you, you know, I'm not saying that people should be able to do illegal stuff and not pay for it. But I mean, like, if you, you know, you know, if somebody gets arrested doing graffiti, you know, give them a fine, you know, let them do some community service, let them take care of, you know, their debt to society. But to completely badger them, like you could be, um, you know, getting under somebody's skin or, or uh, you know, deterring them, you know, from being a future designer or a future artist or, you know what I mean? And, and really just, you know, discourage them and knock them off that path because a lot of people, you know, use graffiti kind of as a vessel to uh, move to another form of art, you know? And, and I think that, you know, the way that people view it is just like, you know, ruthless, like reckless kids. And, and you know, I, in my personal opinion, although you might be causing some property, property damage to somebody, it's not doing any personal harm to anybody. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like let people be creative. And those names that I mentioned, those those big guys, giants, mm -hmm. pun intended, Mike Giant yeah. and Shepard Ferry and Bingsky, those are, are ones that a lot of people will know and recognize when I say them. They're good examples of exactly what you just described in terms of they started out, in a, in a lot of cases, doing the graffiti, wheat paste, that sort of thing on buildings. Sure. And now they're, I mean, Mike Giant obviously has been a tattoo artist for a long time as yeah. well. But now they're full-scale graphic designers, highly yeah. respected. Um, they've created brands. Uh, there's screen printing involved. They have other art forms that they've, uh, that graffiti has propelled them into, right? Sure. And, I, you know, I think that the, uh, you know, and this is something that we talked about uh, when I saw you out eating was like the difference between uh, street art. <laughs> what and do you graffiti. mean you saw me out eating? <laughs> <laughs> like that never happens. <laughs> you're, you're drinking the broth of soup. I was. He, the, he uh, we were at Chin's one night and I got really good soup and that's I, I, every podcast I told you we talk yeah. weird and it's like here's yeah. what I ate this weekend. Here's but, what I plan to eat today. Yeah. But we were talking about uh, street art and uh, right. graffiti and the difference. And, and, you know, I think that street art is a little more accepted because of maybe like the political movement or uh, ambition behind it. Um, you know, I think that they're both 
equally important to uh, contributing to society as far as people paying attention to something that they normally wouldn't. And, you know, once you get into, um, you know, just the average Joe going down the same street every day, and then there's something different, like, boom, oh, what's that? You know, how did that get there? Same, you know, the same thing that moved me to do it, you know, people get affected by it. And, you know, and, that, and that's the ma main thing, you know, and if people see it and they like it, you know, great. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people about graffiti and they're like, I love getting stopped at the trains because I get to see all that cool stuff. I've been in different areas of Northeast Ohio and seen your work on trains. I, my mom and dad live, uh, my mom and dad live way on the far side of Medina and there are mm -hmm. tracks out there, like sure. there are everywhere. Yeah. Um, going to the industrial, you know, spots and things like that, that they do hauling, uh, you know, coal or whatever. And I, I've actually, and that just kills me. I'm just like, get out. Like mm -hmm. they tell kind of, I don't know. It, it shows how much you've done. Yeah. And uh, and the fact that it just occurs to you in that moment that this train is going to travel far from here, and then how does that does that matter to you that people all over the country see your stuff, or, or are you like I don't care, I, I do it for me? I think that's I mean, it's a little bit of both, but I mean I've definitely been like tagged on photos that like one was in Canada, one was in Mexico, oh, wow. you know, one was in New England, and and one was in like California, like like all on the same day, you know what I mean? Like, you right. know, so I got four different trains, like in two different countries, you know, in two different ends of our country. <laughs> like all to the me, same that's all, that's a whole other conversation yeah, is definitely. talking about an Akron artist doing their work. No, who else is doing work that travels that way to yeah. other states and countries? It's mobile, <laughs> it's mobile art and yeah. it's not your property like you've addressed. Right. So, but there's a whole conversation there. Right. I, I try not to uh, do much work in Akron, <laughs> you like, know what I mean? like you said, like I right? Said. But um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, you know, you kind of go with with that mentality. Like somebody is going to see this but the, somewhere. Uh, but I'm saying that you specifically are an Akron-based person, mm -hmm. and so wherever you're putting it, it's traveling around, and it's like, in my mind, even if people don't know it, you know, that's a little piece of Akron traveling around the country, other countries. Sure. I actually got a really cool story I, I want to share with you really quick. So I was in. Um, uh, I don't want to say what city, I guess, but it was in Stark County, okay. and I painted uh, a train. I was painting a train, and the train was derailed. And just for oh. people out there that don't know, derailed doesn't mean knocked over. It just means off of the track, which happens every day. So the train was derailed, and the wreck crew was coming in to, uh, it's like a big tow truck kind of, just to kind of set it back on the track. So I had, I had to dip out. I couldn't finish it. And I was traveling, and I was in... Uh, we were in Philadelphia, and uh, we were with this guy, and he was like, oh, I got, I got this train spot over in New Jersey, like right across, you know, the state line. So we went to New Jersey, and we go in there, and there was my unfinished train that wow. I, I painted in uh, Northeast Ohio, and <laughs> I, got to, I got to finish it. That is it. a cool story. Yeah, I got to finish it in New Jersey. So it's, you Started know. one place, finished <laughs> Yeah, it's funny Never how it works. Yeah. Very cool. What do you guys think about this? Like, what do you think about this, Cody? What's your take? Well, I mean, it's definitely very interesting. I mean, I, I didn't know a lot of what you were talking about. And I, you know, I I don't know if I really had an opinion before. Like, I always saw it. And, and you know, I didn't. Right. I never knew anybody who had ever actually uh, done it. And you had some really cool stories. Like, I think it's really interesting to find out, you know, where things come from and how you got started is a really sure. cool story. And 
you know, I, I just think it's really interesting. I think, right. I think just like anything else that people get passionate about, you know, it, it tends to shape your life, you know, and it's not, it's not all necessarily a bad thing, you know? Oh, no way. I think it tends to be a good thing if, if it's got passion involved and hard work and a lot of experience. And I think it's cool to acknowledge that just like other artists that we talk to or that people acknowledge in society, you are an artist with uh, a backstory with experience with practice all those things under your belt you've taught yeah um you've done public works and you've done kind of the un- underground side of it which i think makes you kind of even more interesting in that I, respect I, I, I because think, not all artists can say that sure and i think that's half of it i think in a lot of art forms people are very like secretive like they don't want to like tell people how to do it because they're profiting off of it you know and I think that, you know, a big thing, especially in the graffiti culture is, is you got to teach the young kids and you got to teach them right. You know, like this is how it started. You know, these guys in New York City, you know, they part- started painting on the subways, you know, they came and, and cleaned all the trains and moved out into the streets, you know, and, and, and it spread all across the country. You know, I mean, and the I, fact that your grandmother was in the, the modern art fi- sure. slash fine art world mm-hmm. and you had that influence combined with the urban subculture influence, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty priceless, too. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I, what does she think about what you're doing now? You know, her and my father both, uh, you know, I don't think that they liked it when I was a kid and, and getting arrested or as an adult getting arrested but uh you know that's crazy that they wouldn't like yeah, that how, how dare they not like that? yeah well i mean when they're when they're when they they're didn't like paying for those foot in the bill right yeah but um no I, you know i actually had a conversation with my dad the other day and he's like you know it it means the world to me that you know you've stuck to you know it makes me so proud that you have something that you're passionate about that you've stuck to it you know and and my grandmother she just you know she thinks it's the, the most amazing thing ever. Wow. You know? Well, and I was going to say, if a, if she's a woman that truly appreciated modern art, which obviously she did, yeah. um, then like most, I think, people who appreciate modern art, they've realized what a movement this is and, and that it's got these roots and um, that, it, you know, if anybody didn't like it before, it's worth taking a second look at and realizing yeah. it's, it's a real thing. It's not... And I, I have other family that are in other It's not arts. second I, to any art at this point. My uncle, he's a photographer and, you know, he sent me a picture of you know, a train that I did from, you know, in Santa Barbara, California, you know? <laughs> wow. And, yeah, you know, I, it's just... That's cool. And just yeah. like all art, there's, you know, good versions of it, and there's crappy versions of it, and there's exceptional versions of it, so it's not like we're saying that all graffiti art is amazing, but right. it's... I, I feel like I'm super medium, medium <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> um, I don't know how much time we have left, but we could go on and on forever. I know one of the yeah. things that was brought up in that interview as well, I got mm-hmm. a lot of information from what you um, suggested I listened to before this, and one of it, one of the things was the health aspect. Oh. Do you wear masks? Does that come into your life as a factor, the breathing of the paint, or do you always cover your face? You know, I, I try to as much as I can. Um, the other thing, and I, and since then, since I've been listening to those podcasts and bringing up the health effects, I've, I've just been doing so much research about it. And, um, you know, I guess in a spray can, you know, there's only like 40% of it that's a solid and everything else is a solvent. So, um, these solvents get into your skin dermally, you know, when they touch you. You Look at his nails right now, Cody. He's got it, like, in the oh, wow. cuticles of his I, fingers. I ran out of gloves uh, <laughs> over the weekend. So so dermally. <laughs> I went in raw dog. but uh, Topically. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I mean, you you can get Dermologically. skin allergies. Um, you know, you can get, you know, like, 
it, they're these bumps you get on your body, you know? And, uh, so there's, there's, so there's that, I mean, obviously in your eyes, you know, yeah. um, just being around it. And I have, uh, felt health effects. You know, my breathing is just completely awful. I try to wear a mask as much as I can. I try to cover up as much as I can. I mean, in the summertime, it's a little bit harder, you know, but it's so hot and you're sweating. And, yeah. And then, yeah. so, I mean, it's just, you know, when you're done, you know, make sure you take a shower, um, Try to get out as much off as you can. Try to moisturize your body because you're drying yourself out. Use an antibacterial soap. Trying to get all these solvents off of your skin. I mean, sometimes people are like, Cody, oh. are you writing this down? I should be. <laughs> Damn it. I'll, uh, I'll listen back and write it down right. afterwards, right? Like, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Protect till, yourself. I'll yeah. wait till uh, tomorrow to take a shower. It's like, no, yeah. dude. Like, you know, you're going to go to sleep and you're going to have a, a crappy night's sleep. Like, if you take a it's shower and get it all. It's soaking in the yeah, longer it's on yeah. you. Yeah. And then. You know, in one of the episodes on that other podcast, they were talking to a, uh, I guess she was just a med student, but, you know, she was talking about people's baseline as far as health issues go and how, you know, one person might be like, okay, well, I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm drinking and I'm spray painting. So one plus one plus one equals three. And it's not like that. It's actually like multiplying. And by adding these things to your body all at once, you're actually creating a new like accelerating type of drug. Exactly. Harm. Exactly. Hmm. So, you know, the health effects, you know, I mean, when I was 19, I didn't think about them, but, you know, I have two lovely, kids. beautiful kids, and I, I want to be around for them. So, Little Vincent yeah, and I, Bella. Yep. Think about it a lot now. And Mike Giant, this would be like a total, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, yeah. one of the huge guys we've been talking about was mm -hmm. Justin Akron like two weeks ago. Yeah. Why yeah. was he here, though? I didn't get the background or the details. Uh, well, the guy's name is... Uh, his Instagram name is Burrito Breath, <laughs> and uh, the guy who he was here seeing. Yeah, it's it's. I guess it's a friend of his, and um, he so did Mike, Mike he did Giant an art show here. with Jesse Struthers at Square Records. Do you remember the art show they did? Where they did a bunch of skateboards, and it was like right, so like he, birds with women's faces silhouetted. Right, right. So I guess they're friends. So uh, he was like kind of traveling the country and stopped through for a couple of days just to hang out. He wasn't like tattooing or doing anything. It was just like checking out Akron. Man, <laughs> so cool. He posted a picture of himself on Dr. Bob's house on, yeah. uh, on the porch of his house, rather. Sure, and they went to Bob's Burgers, too, nice. over in, on the, in Kenmore or whatever. It would have made Jason's <laughs> year if he came. We were like posting, like, come, please, free food. <laughs> right. Just say hi. Yeah. Uh, but he was here for a very short time. Sure. He was only here for like a day and a half or two days, but he was wow. hanging out over at uh, Three Acres Tattoos and, you know, enjoying yeah. the city. It goes hand in hand, the, yeah. the tattoo scene. That's a whole other episode, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cody, well, we, you know, we are ending the near, or the what you got? <laughs> nearing what you got? the end of our podcast, but it was How really awesome interesting. Was this? To, I, very cool. I, yeah, I'm really glad I got to meet you and hear all this story, and I'm sure our listeners are going to be glad, too. I really appreciate you guys having me on and letting you you know, let me uh, give you a little bit of insight on maybe something that people don't know about. So thank really you. No, yeah, seriously. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about um, some events. And Marshall, sure. if you have any events that you want to plug, go okay. ahead while you're uh, doing it. Liz, you want to start? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me find my. If you're ready to go, I have to find mine. Chris, do you have any uh, events that you want me to plug? Not, or? not ready. No? So. No? Well, no? 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 Well, I'll okay. just I'll just go yeah, ahead, go and, ahead. And, you go and ahead. plug mine. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like it. We're I not ready, but I guess I don't have the for sure date. But every summer at Lock 3, there's always an old school hip hop event thrown by Keepers of the Art. And they always bring great classic hip hop groups. Um, in the past, they've had Karis One, they've had Buckshot, they've had just tons of really, really great uh, acts. So that's every year they do it in the summer. I mean, they've had De La Soul, I, I, the list goes on. But I always paint 
at that event, you know, so be looking out for that at the end of the summer, usually Labor Day week in Lock 3. Okay, okay. Cool. We'll, we'll plug that people, whenever we... Can they find it at the Lock 3? There's a website I know, like... Keepersoftheart.com. Got okay, it. Okay, cool. All right. I'm ready if, uh, right. if you're cool. Yeah, go ahead. With me going, Cody, I've got the May Art Walk coming up. The May Art Walk is going to be Saturday, May 7th. That's not this Saturday, but next. Always free. The city provides a trolley ride to boot, and uh, it's a good way to support local artists and what they're doing, see them do their work in person, and find out what the latest and greatest is at each of their locations. And um, sometimes they do special events, and there's always good food along the way, uh, like Urban, Urban Eats. Urban Eats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Miles Ahead playing at the Nightlight right now, which is the Miles Davis story. And I went and saw that really? on. Really? Yeah. How long is that going on? Uh, it's there through the 28th of, of this month. So coming up awesome. uh, this week, it's going to come to an end uh, April 28th. So get in while you can. We saw it, and it's uh, starring John Don Cheadle. Mm -hmm. It's directed by Don Cheadle. He helped do this uh write it and it's very cool um super exciting it's not just about music it's about miles davis's life but that, also i think it's got some you know i think they kind of filled in some sort of yeah actually i think somebody was they, they do like the 40s 50s and then jump to the 70s in the movie and then kind of go back and forth through that i don't know i, I didn't seem like it went as far back okay in, uh, maybe, maybe in his adult life else. to the 40s but i could be wrong it okay. seemed more like 70s based overall maybe th but i don't know to be honest with you it didn't mention years you were kind of just going off of what you saw in <laughs> terms of the attire and right. and uh, sets and stuff but based on a true story yeah <laughs> and yet it, it was crazy because just go see it and, um, and you guys okay. tell me but Afterwards, some, I kind of got the impression through the movie, or and somebody said, "No, no, no, none of that really happened." Don Cheadle sort of made that up for the movie. So there's like gun scenes, and there's um, there's things that happen, and you're like, "I didn't know this happened in Miles Davis's <laughs> life." And then you find out, "Oh, well, they made that up." So I don't know what was real and what wasn't, but it was very entertaining. Sure. And it does have a, a lot of uh, obviously great music in it if you're a jazz fan. That's at the Nightlight. We've got. Um, Lock 3 starting its summer concert series this Friday, and it's kicking off uh, this Friday night for the season with Dirty Deeds, which is an extreme ACDC tribute band. Nice. Uh, the Rubber Duck season is now in effect. You can get tickets online to go see a, a Rubber Ducks game or just show up and buy your tickets at the gate, of course. A really cool contest at the Akron Zoo right now is... Um, in effect, it's called Name the Snow Leopard They're Cubs. so cute. Oh. Go look at a picture. Oh, New little adorable. babes. New little snow leopard babes at the uh, Akron Zoo. How many? Zoo. Three. Three? Yeah. And the Akron Zoo is allowing you, uh, with sponsorship from Akron Children's Hospital, to submit name ideas for these little uh, beautiful cubs. You would submit those to cubs, C-U-B-S, at akronzoo.org. So if you've got ideas, I'm pretty sure your brother named uh, like Orbit or something, didn't he back in the day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when, wow, that's so, cool. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, they had a you know thing with all the schools, you know, huh. local schools, like you know, huh. name name the the mascot for the Akron Arrows and. And your brother. <laughs> he, he nailed Russell. it. Yeah, my younger brother. Your younger Russell. brother. So uh, let's see. Name the Cubs if you can. Give it a shot. That would be a really cool thing to be able to say. Yeah. Is, hey, I named it that would. one. Um, the Akron Farm and Flea Market is officially scheduled, and uh, it's going to be great this year. We've got sponsorship from the Knight Foundation. We're in partnership with Crafty Mart this year and Countryside Conservancy, and that takes place outside, right outside of, outside of Musica in the Historic District. And the first one is going to be June 12th. That's Sunday, June 12th from 10 to 12, and then the uh, subsequent ones will be the second Sunday of each month, uh, 
in July, August, and September. So look forward to those. We'll have information online, social media, and um, the countryside conservancy website and Crafty Mart website about the Akron Farm and Flea Market. And last of all, it's the last week for the April menu at Urban Eats. So if you want anything off that menu, get it while you can. We'll have the new menu out next week. The number five, the chicken... There, I'm sorry, the, the waffle with bacon. And you didn't like it, did you? Oh, my God, it was amazing. Tell the truth. I was going <laughs> to die. I was going to die. Seriously, that thing, put the egg on there with the hot sauce? Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I do my events, I want to give a shout-out. We were at... Um, Oh crap! What's that place called? Uh, it's a um, it's a bar in uh, Canton, and they have. That's why uh, you don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't go to. I don't do. I'm not really they're, in the bar scene. They're not acronyms. <laughs> yeah, but um, we had there were some Akron acts there last night for um, comedy, and I just wanted to give a shout out. Sarah Saddleton was there, and uh, Chris, you know Devin Connor, right? Devin Connor was a couple years before me at Norton graduating. He was awesome last night. He had a really good set, and just go with it. Improv was there. They had a good set too. Um, this weekend is first uh, the Copper Pennies, Ryan's uh, cover band. They're playing at the Blue Rock Cafe in Hudson oh, on the cool. 29th from yeah. 8 to 11. The owner, that's really nice. I moved his, I moved his mother. so And my dad used to play. Oh, there. really? Yeah, my dad does like open mics and stuff. Oh, so. very cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a nice place up it there. Is. Yeah. Nice. Um, this weekend is also Odd Mall uh, on Saturday and Sunday at the John S. Knight Center. Uh, it's uh, Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Uh, we'll be there with the Rubber City Cosplay free photo booth, so come and see us. That'll be fun. Cool. Um, Teens Rock Akron 2016. It's at the Akron Public Library on Saturday uh, at 6, and it's like a Battle of the Band style event for teenagers in Akron, so it's really cool. You can't submit anymore if you wanted to do it, but you can come and see all the acts that did submit. Eh, too it's late. Like, it's like Sorry. School of Rock. Yeah. Like School of Rock Akron style. <laughs> Very cool. It's awesome. Uh, and the last thing I had was just go with an improv and the Sunshine Scouts is going to be at Akron Center for Art, Music, and Performance on Friday, May 6th at 7. Uh, that'll be cool. So go uh, and see them and any other events before we end the podcast Chris, today. anything you want to include? I, I'll I just, just got to say this is like really, really cool that you guys are, are promoting all of this Akron well, stuff. Well, we try. No, we love I mean, it. It is like... Things, things that you might not necessarily, you know, read in the Akron Beacon, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's just, I, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Well, here. thank you. We try to get a good, thank good you. variety. Yeah. So just a couple things. Um, May sixth, Zach and the Bright Lights are doing a Prince tribute at Mustard Seed in Highland Square Ooh. at nine p.m. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, it'll be. It should up. be pretty good. Zach's a great guy, and and just I can't say enough good things about him. Um, Pachacucha or Pachacucha, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Shane Wynn, thank you for showing right. that video, but I literally can never remember. <laughs> that, that's Friday, May 6th, all, same night, 7 p.m. So go see some, some people give Both. some really interesting speeches Both. and then go to um, Pachacucha. Get a bite to um, eat. And, and, and I, <laughs> some I, I think they're both Some free. purple rain. <laughs> they are. I get some purple rain after. Yeah. Um, May 7th is Access uh, Homeless Shelter for Women. They're doing a race to a new start 5K. I'm hoping to actually run in that, even though I'm way out of shape. But I think <laughs> no, three I'll try, miles may, we, won't Maybe kill we can. Me. 
we'll, we'll, we'll train is, together well, what for is that. 5k that's like it's that's 3. like 2 miles 3.2 yeah, 3. 3. 3. 3. 3. 3. yeah. so that'd be nice if i yeah. could do that. power walk you i'll try not walk. to throw up <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that's all for me not too much water all right well thank you again marshall for being on you're a great guest thank it was you. a great thank show i learned so much very interesting um as always we work in partnership with uh musica urban eats the akron public library the akronist and the akron community foundation and thank you chris miller for running the board today Thank you, listeners, for listening to our wonderful podcast. And as always, keep Keep it it an an Akron Akron day. day. Thank you.